You're listening to Renegade Talk Radio. Welcome to the American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser filling in for the great Harrison Smith today. Harrison will be filling in on the war room this afternoon for Owen. And so because of scheduling, I am here this morning. Happy to be here with an amazing audience. We are scheduled to speak with Dinesh D'Souza this morning about his awesome new movie coming out on October 25th. You can check that out at policestatefilm.net. Coming out just in time for Hillary Clinton's birthday on the 26th. The reason I know that is because my birthday's on the 26th. Let's go ahead and kick off by playing the trailer to that in clip one. We honor you, Father, for all that you do. subject to be on display doing the walk of shame full visual impact any questions are we becoming a police state government told american citizens they couldn't go to church on sunday for the first time in my life i'm saying to myself am i going to get a knock at the door fbi warrant come to the door now the patriot act and fisa were used against donald trump these individuals have commissioned the biggest propaganda play in u.s history they don't go after the people that rigged the election they go after the people that want to find out what the hell happened we don't need to have a crime. What we need is a person to look at. And then we go find out what crime you did. FBI! Our focus is shifting. Our main priority as a bureau is going to be domestic terrorism. It really paints anybody who's right of center. If you're a pro-life, pro-family Catholic, they define you as radical. These are anti-government. We are freedom of religion and freedom of speech. Violent extremists, and they must be dealt with. We can do anything we want. Dinesh D'Souza is a best-selling author, documentary filmmaker, and host of the Dinesh D'Souza podcast. He's here with us today to talk about his latest film, Police State, which is set for a limited theatrical release on October 23rd and 25th. Dinesh, it is an honor and a pleasure to have you with us on the American Journal. How are you today, sir? I'm doing great, thanks, and uh, thanks for having me. I appreciate it. Absolutely. So my first question for you is, how is it that you're so prolific? It seems like just yesterday that you were coming out with another documentary that maybe the audience has heard of. Well, last year we released 2,000 Mules, and uh, it was an effort to go beyond speculation about the 2020 election and show people fraud, uh, systematic fraud, in the process of it taking place. Uh, surveillance video, cell phone geo-tracking, so very reliable sources of evidence. Uh, In this film, which is called Police State, uh, I'm in a sense following in the same track, but expanding the scope of the investigation and and raising a startling question, which is, you know, for 30 years uh, or more since I've been in this country as an immigrant, I've thought of America as a free society. We're the free society, and then there are unfree societies, North Korea, China, the old Soviet Union. But suddenly I noticed that all the features of unfree societies, like mass surveillance and um, censorship, 
uh, political targeting, political prisoners. Uh, all of this is now present in America. And so we have to ask the question, you know, are we becoming a police state? And that's the question at the heart of this new film. How long was the process of actually making the film? Just a few months. It, it takes a few months to sort of think it all through and frame the question in the right way. So to give you an example of what I mean, you know, um, initially I thought I'll make a film and I'll ask the question, are we becoming a police state? And then I realized as I keep looking at what the left is saying, that they agree that we're becoming a police state, but they think we're doing it to them. So in other mm -hmm. words, they think Trump is the authoritarian. They think Republicans want to take away abortion rights, gay rights. So ultimately, they have a different understanding of freedom than we do. Uh, and they see us as a kind of existential threat to their freedom. So in a sense, that makes you reframe the question. It's not, are we becoming a police state? But who is running the police state? Who is doing it to the other side? And that's when, you know, the film kind of takes off because... It's Tuesday, September 26th, Year of Our Lord, 2023. And you're listening to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. I think it's time to blow this thing. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. We have a great guest with us today. Dinesh D'Souza is on talking about his new film coming out, Police, Police State. Make sure you check it out at policestatefilm.net. Again, it's an honor and a pleasure to have you with us. Sorry we got cut off there with the break at the end of the last segment. My understanding is that you have a little bit of history personally with being a political prisoner. Can you talk a little bit about that? Well, I, I made a $20,000 contribution uh, to a college friend of mine who was running for the Senate. I did this just out of loyalty, a uh, long time of friendship over many, many years. Uh, and there was no other motive to it because she was a long shot candidate. In fact, she lost the race by 40 points. Uh, but nevertheless, the uh, Obama DOJ decided to go after me, and I think it was partly in revenge for the film I made about Obama. But nevertheless, uh, I found, you know, wow, these are guys who are the, the insight I got from all that was they didn't treat me as someone, hey, listen, this guy, you know, went afoul of the law. You should get the same penalty as anyone else. No, their view was this guy is a political enemy. We should get him as best we can. I mean, I believe that those Obama DOJ lawyers, if they could have put me away for 20 years for doing what I did, a trivial offense, first time offense, no quid pro quo, they would have done it. And so I, then, it, you know, it gave me the idea that we are, we are in a gangsterized politics, at least from the left. And we cannot treat American political um, conflict as simply like two debating societies offering two rival visions of America. My previous view of America was a bit naive. And so this was a wake up call for me. For sure. Obviously, there's a couple of different ways to go about making a documentary. One approach is to sort of already know what the conclusion is and then to try to build evidence around it. What I'm curious to hear from you about this process is, did you learn anything that surprised you in making the film? A, a lot. The This is a film, the strength of the film is in the details. And so I think, for example, most people would say, yeah, we're becoming a police state, but they have no idea what that even means or how it works. Uh, a common phrase we hear, for example, is the deep state. And the deep state gives you the idea that this uh, police state is all in hiding. Everybody is operating sort of behind closed doors. 
But no, think about digital censorship, for example. You just have to go on YouTube. They tell you in the YouTube guidelines right there, you can't talk about the trans in a way we don't like. You can't talk about abortion or climate change or election fraud or COVID. So a lot of the police state is, is outside the government. It's in the academic sector, the nonprofit sector, digital platforms. So there's, Orwell once talked about the fact when he was talking about Big Brother, there is an inner party and an outer party. So the inner party is the hidden part of it. And the outer party is right out there in front of our eyes. And so kind of unmasking this police state and showing how it works, how this, how the evil sausage making machine operates. That's part of what this movie does well. You know, it's interesting you mentioned how both sides of the political spectrum feel that a police state is developing or exists, but they think the other side is responsible for it because it reminds me of uh, a lot of my Twitter battles where I get called a Nazi and then I, I call them a Nazi. And it's like everybody agrees that Nazis are bad, but nobody can agree who the Nazis are, right? And so – Right. Uh, and, and everyone agrees that there's sort of an element of Nazism that is coming into American politics. It's just that we disagree about the location of it. So I think, you know – I try to frame it. How do we resolve a question like this? The left says we're the Nazis. We say they're the Nazis. How do we decide? Well, we have to answer that question by a defining what a police state is. What are the defining ingredients of a police state? So, for example, uh, let's take the liberties and the Bill of Rights. Right. We have a right to free speech. Right? We have a right to conscience. We have a right to assembly, a right to petition the government for redress, right mm -hmm. to equal justice and equal rights under the law. So now, and these rights, by the way, are not subject to political negotiation. Majorities are not allowed to cancel your right to free speech or mine. So here's the question. Which side is threatening those basic liberties in America now? And when you look at it and you see how these liberties are being threatened under what pretext and by whom, it's very obvious who's running the police state. Did you encounter in the process of making this film any sort of leftist philosophy that actually advocated a police state? Well, this is a very interesting question because leftist philosophy is one thing and the real motives of the police state are, are something else. And this, by the way, is true of every police state. I mean, if you think, for example, about the ruling class in the Soviet Union, the so-called nomenklatura, they would all mouth Marxist slogans. But the real question is, how many of them actually believed in that? How many of them actually thought that we should make everybody in the Soviet Union equal? Probably none of them. So that the slogans and the ideology was a kind of marvelous pretext for power. Uh, and this is a theme that a lot of people who have written about police states have explored. I mean, Havel, Vaclav Havel, the great Czech dissident, talks about, you know, a, a greengrocer um, in, in Poland or the Czech or, or the old Czechoslovakia displaying a sign in his store, workers of the world unite. And Havel goes, he doesn't believe that. Nobody who comes into the store believes it. So why does he put it up? And then he has a marvelous essay on the psychology that causes somebody to want to put up a slogan like that in a store. Um, and, and, and the real reason he's doing it is not because he believes in the working class uniting. It's basically a signal to the regime that I am a coward, uh, I am a conformist, I am a sheep, I will do what you tell me to. Uh, and so that is the true meaning. Now the guy can't say that. He can't say I'm a coward, I'm a sheep, because that would insult his own pride. It would make him feel really bad about himself. So he pretends to put up an ideological slogan that gives him the consolation that he's somehow believing in something lofty, even though he's essentially a low craven worm. 
So there's consensus that a police state has formed or at least is forming. What does reversing one look like? Because it seems to me, based on my limited knowledge of history, that reversing a police state is typically very violent and difficult. <laughs> it's extremely difficult. I mean, I'm, I'm actually doing a little uh, a series on Solzhenitsyn's The Gulag Archipelago on my podcast mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, at some point, the police state, the jaws shut. And and the only thing you can do, and this is if you can get away with it, is run. Uh, at some point, resistance becomes largely futile. And think about it. The, the Russian people endured this for 70 years before it, it all fell apart. And uh, so this is a very dangerous thing we're talking about. I don't think we're there yet. And so that's why this movie, I've likened it to a kind of animal giving a warning about the rest of the herd, that there's like a cheetah, you know, that's approaching and don't be complacent. So there are things that we can still do uh, while time remains. And, and that's really the purpose for making this film. If I can mention the film is in hundreds of theaters on just two days, October 23rd, October 25th. And there's only one place to get tickets, which is policestatefilm.net. So you can put in your zip code or your state, boom, all the theaters will come up. Uh, And it's a really fun film to see in the theater. And it's a fun film to see with like-minded people. So go with your family or friends or, you know, a church group or go with your conservative uh, buddies. And it's it'll be a it's going to be a a really wrenching and yet eye-opening experience. You mentioned that it's not too late, and you sort of implied that's one of the reasons for making this film was to sort of raise awareness and get people active, preventing the full-fledged police state from manifesting. What are some things that we can actually do as American citizens? What, what can the listeners actually do to prevent what feels, at least at a zeitgeist level, like this sort of inevitable force? Well, one thing we can do is pressure our own side to fully use its power. Uh, Republicans, by and large, and conservatives tend to be, you know, we're people of principle. And so we say, oh, well, the left is acting in this gangsterish fashion. We're not going to do the same thing because we're not like them. We're better than them. Now, the problem with that is that we're confronted with somebody who's a bully that's stamping on our feet and punching us on the playground. And uh, writing a strongly worded op-ed in National Review Online is not going to deter the bully. You have to stamp on his feet. You've got to show power. You've got to show that ultimately we can do to you what you're doing to us. And so to some degree, we're forced, I think, reluctantly into a position where Republican attorneys general and and secretaries of state have got to be more vigilant in indicting Democrats and, Mm. and, and holding them to account and using the same kind of weapons of RICO and so on against them. The moment that happens, I mean, think of what happened when when Elon Musk just took a bunch of leftist journalists off X, off Twitter for one day. Yeah. Suddenly they all began to freak out and talk about the virtues of free speech. Absolutely. So we're going to cut to break. I want to continue that thought when we come back. Have you tried taking the real red pill? A one-of-a-kind heart and brain formula designed exclusively for InfoWarsStore.com. One of the most powerful ingredients in Real Red Pill Plus is pregnanolone. 
Pregnenolone levels decrease with age, and low levels are associated with fatigue, low brain function, and unhealthy aging. The Real Red Pill Plus also provides essential trace minerals, such as vitamin B12, calcium, copper, and zinc. Featuring naturally occurring L-theanine, caffeine, and theobromine, the energy blend inside the Real Red Pill Plus provides an extra pick-me-up for your day that goes beyond the second cup of coffee. So visit Visit InfoWarsStore.com, go down the rabbit hole, and try taking the real red pill. Now 25% off for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com. When I tell you we have the ultimate bone broth, hands down, this is the most concentrated, high-quality bone broth there is. Concentrated chicken broth, patented amazing. Then a huge dose of chaga mushroom, a massive dose of beet pollen a gigantic dose of highest quality turmeric, and then it just gets crazier from there. It's about to sell out. We haven't had it in stock for years. This first new run is about to sell out. Get it discounted right now, 40% off at InfoWorkStore.com, and it funds our operation. And once you get addicted to it, once you get blown away by it, once you feel your joints, your energy, your stamina accelerate, then become a regular customer for Bone Broth, InfoWarsTour.com. Whatever you do, spread the word about InfoWars, about the live show, and about all the other great products because these are great products that empower your life, plus they fund our operation. Go to InfoWarsStore.com right now. We're selling out Ultimate Bone Broth at InfoWarsStore.com. 40% off, about to sell out. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at Band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I'm Chase Geyser filling in for the great Harrison Smith this morning. We have an awesome guest with us this morning, Dinesh D'Souza, talking about his new film, Police State, which you can get tickets for at policestatefilm.net. Make sure you check it out, put in your zip code, figure out which theaters are going to show the movie on the 23rd and 25th of October. Dinesh, at the end of the last segment, you mentioned the left's sort of antagonism toward Elon Musk. What is it that you've discovered about the censorship and the police state on social media specifically, because obviously these Twitter files have been quite enlightening. And my thinking is if they were doing this to Twitter, then they must be doing it on all the platforms too. Yeah, they were, they were doing it on all the platforms and probably it's safe to say that YouTube and YouTube is owned by Google and Facebook are far worse than Twitter. Jack Dorsey was a leftist, but not of the worst kind. Uh, On the other hand, what's apparently happened is that um, Zuckerberg has sort of surrendered to the censorship forces uh, in Facebook. And uh, and then YouTube is perhaps the worst because YouTube also operates with the Google search algorithm. And the point to remember about Google is that all everything that's happening is behind the scenes. So you go in Google and you put in Dinesh D'Souza. Most people naively think, well, okay, that's going to bring up the most common sites on Dinesh. Not at all. They have rigged the algorithm so that negative stuff is going to come up first. My stuff is going to be uh, largely buried. Uh, and so what Google is, is almost like it's a, the man with the dials. And it's all um, it, it, it's a search engine and it's a monopoly. So it's uh, there are a couple of other search engines, but not the same. And Google has this whole philosophy. It's actually described in the film of it's a creepy idea that goes beyond, you know, sending uh, lists of people to, to knock them off of Twitter. It's called programming human beings. 
the idea is to use the Go the Google search algorithm to reprogram the citizenry. I mean, think of the outrageousness of this idea and the notion of a of a private corporation taking it upon itself to to do this. Uh, very scary stuff. Yeah, I noticed at first with Google a number of years ago when I would Google American inventors and almost all of them were people of color that would appear at the top of the search results. And I don't have a problem with inventors that are people of color, but when you think about you know traditional famous American inventors, it's disproportionately white people. So I was curious to see that they'd compensated for that historical fact with the search results that they were rendering. I mean, this is truly Orwellian, isn't it? I mean, even uh, Abraham Lincoln, now I haven't done this in the last few days, but if you few months ago, until, up until at least a few months ago, and probably now, just Google Abraham Lincoln, and then just look under what political party he belongs to. I mean, you think, obvious, right? He's the one of the founders of the Republican Party, the first Republican president. You won't see the word Republican appear in Abraham Lincoln's political party. And that's so telling, because what they're doing is they're manipulating. Uh, now, there is you know, the, the situation at the time of the Civil War was complex, but but what I mean is Abraham Lincoln was a dyed-in-the-wool, if you will, Republican, and that yet Google wants to hide that from sort of young people and people who don't know better and people who, I guess, were born yesterday, uh, and they are in a very sneaky way using their search engine uh, to do that. Wikipedia, by the way, the same thing. One of the most alarming things to me about Google is that for a long time they had as part of their mission statement the phrase, don't be evil. I believe that was what it was. And I, I heard that they recently, within the last few years, actually removed that statement from their their documentation, sort of their, their company mission. Are you familiar with that? Yeah, no, I am. We have uh, the, this film is full of insiders and whistleblowers. Mm -hmm. And people who have been on the uh, inner workings of not just, by the way, the FBI, but also the Department of Homeland Security. Many people don't realize that DHS, the Department of Homeland Security, is like 20 times bigger than the FBI. So the FBI is the tip of the iceberg. But a lot of the worst type of censorship, political targeting comes out of DHS. So we think of DHS as just these TSA guys who are kind of lazy and walk up or up and down and like, you know, let's let, let's take a look in your bag. But there's a very insidious aspect to DHS uh, and DHS has got enormous resources and enormous power. What are your thoughts on Musk specifically? Do you think he's really a free speech advocate like he professes or do you think that there's more going on? Well, no, I think his intentions are good. But I think on the other hand, when you look at, uh, you contrast, for example, right now, uh, X with, say, Rumble, you discover that there is a lot of censorship apparently still going on, a lot of suppression on X still. I don't think it's Elon Musk's intention, but there's, you know, there are probably a whole bunch of people working at X who don't share Elon Musk's free speech commitment. Uh, and that may may include the new CEO, Linda Yaccarino, uh, who seems to be mainly concerned with like making sure that advertisers are aligned with X. And the problem with that is it creates a vulnerability, right? If the advertisers themselves start pressuring for censorship, then X becomes all too willing to submit to that because they're trying to improve their bottom line. So Elon Musk, I think, has got his heart in the right place. Uh, I don't think that I'm being suppressed on X. Uh, in fact, my following has grown tremendously. Tremendously. On the other hand, I've seen other people, including my wife, by the way, she's been at like 97,000 followers uh, for like two years. You're going to have to start uh, retweeting and, her, man. Uh, pardon? You're going to have to start retweeting her. 
No, it doesn't do any good because the amazing thing is that she'll, she's got to think of it. You have 100,000 followers approximately and you get like two likes when you make a post. Something is up. Mm-hmm. Uh, and um, so I think X has some cleanup work to do. They need to bring in a fumigator, uh, identify the people who are still doing shadow banning and censorship and basically put them out on the street. I'm curious to know, did you by chance do any research for this film on FOIA requests? Because I've been increasingly suspicious that FOIA requests don't actually do anything and that you get false negatives back when you submit the requests. Did that come up at all? Yeah, we don't look at those specifically, but I do think we're dealing with massive obstructionism of information coming from the Biden regime. I mean, you've never seen a a government so thoroughly politicized from top to bottom. I mean, think of some guy like Mayorkas, who's in, you know, this is a guy who's dealing with uh, border security and so on. Nevertheless, everybody seems to get their marching orders um, they all take the same line. And there's the strange thing about this, and this is a, a kind of a unique feature of the American police state. It's a police state without an evident uh, dictator. And by that, I mean, um, you know, if you look at China, for example, it's pretty obvious who's running that police state. Well, Xi is. Uh, Russia, who's running that quasi police state? Well, Putin is. Who's running our police state? You're hard pressed to say. There's all this speculation. Is it Obama? Is he whispering in from the outside? Is is it the Obamaites, the little Obama clan around Biden? Is it somebody else? Is it just the DNC? Uh, everybody kind of agrees that Biden is simply sitting in the canoe. He's kind of a he's willingly doing what he's doing, but he's not calling the shots. So who is? Mm, that's a fascinating question. Well, thank you so much for coming on the American Journal this morning here on Infowars at Band.video. I want to encourage the listeners to visit policestatefilm.net. Check out the theaters near you that are going to be showing the film on October 23rd and 25th. Thank you so much, Dinesh, for being with us this morning. It was truly an honor and a pleasure to have you. My pleasure. Absolutely. Take care. We're about ready to cut to break, folks. I do want to make sure that we plug the InfoWars Life Trifecta Pack. Boost your whole body health with our latest combo pack. We've got Real Red Pill Plus, Bodies, and DNA Force Plus. Real Red Pill Plus, together with the energy-boosting combination and pregnenolone, the Real Red Pill Plus supports optimal cognitive function and heart health, while Bod Ease is the perfect answer to whole body inflammation support in one easy supplement. And finally, DNA Force Plus is the most powerful InfoWars life formula yet with advanced nutraceuticals to help support graceful aging. Stick with us, folks. Bodies is back. The ultimate Jumeric product on the market has returned to InfoWarsStore.com and is now 25% off for a limited time. Utilized for thousands of years, Jumeric is one of the most studied medicinal herbs today. Hundreds of peer-reviewed scientific articles are published every year on the chemistry and therapeutic potential of Jumeric and its active components. Bodies will reduce inflammation throughout the body, help boost and support flexibility, increase mobility, assist in joint function, bolster your immune system and so much more regular turmeric from the store contains about one to five percent of the active ingredient curcuminoids but our super powerful extract using bodies contains over 95 percent of the active ingredients in turmeric no other product can compare with this curcuminoid delivery system so if you want to put the true power of turmeric to the test then look no further grab yourself a bottle today for 25 percent off at m4store.com and put your body at ease Infowars.com is tomorrow's news today. 
If I were the devil, if I were the prince of deception, I'd want to shroud the world in unyielding darkness. I'd seize control over the lands and masses, but I wouldn't be satisfied until I had quashed the boldest voice of truth, info wars. So I'd work meticulously to control the world. I'd target platforms like info wars first. I'd initiate a campaign of silence. With the subtlety of a serpent, I would whisper to you as I whispered to Eve, believe only what you're told. To the young, I would whisper, InfoWars is a fake news conspiracy theory network. I would convince them that man needs no alternate perspectives, no dissenting voices, no questions against the status quo. I would assure them that InfoWars is false, and what's approved is true. And the old, I would teach to say after me, our father, which art in censorship. If I were the devil, I'd soon have people at war with InfoWars platforms at war with free speech and nations at war with freedom of thought until each in its turn was uniform. If I were the devil, I would undermine platforms like Info Wars from being a refuge for the inquisitive until before you knew it, you'd have suppression and censorship at every door. Soon, I'd have unity and misinformation. I'd have influential figures promoting a single narrative. Soon, I could evict Info Wars from social media, then from search engines, and then from the homes of patriots, I would lure society into believing only one perspective, dismissing info wars as falsehood. And what do you bet I could get whole states to promote uniformity as progress? I would convince the young that independent platforms are outdated, that compliance is more comfortable, that what you see in the mainstream media is the only perspective. In other words, if I were the devil, I wouldn't want you to visit infowars.com forward slash show today. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I'm Chase Geyser filling in for the great Harrison Smith. As Harrison will be hosting the War Room this afternoon, make sure you stay tuned on Infowars.com forward slash show today. Don't miss a minute. I believe Alex is going to be back in studio today, though. I'm not sure. Uh, That is my understanding. So much news. It's hard to know even where to start. Uh, I'm going to start with this incredible news regarding the Nazi that was given accolades and a standing ovation by Trudeau in Canada just a couple days ago. I know that we covered this yesterday, but there's a couple other things I want to touch on relating to this. Headline is, incredible, after celebrating an actual Nazi in Parliament, Trudeau complains about Russian propaganda. Despite the fact that he met with and then invited a former SS soldier into his parliament where the 98-year-old Nazi was given a standing ovation, Canadian Prime Minister Justin Trudeau complained about Russian propaganda and Russian disinformation. He went on to note that it was a terrible mistake and blamed the Speaker of the House for the oversight and then went on to complain about Russian propaganda and advocated the continued support of Ukraine. Opposition leader said that Canadians are sick and tired of a prime minister who never takes responsibility for things that happen under his watch. And we've been saying it all along, folks. So many of the Ukrainians are Nazi sympathizers. Over 250,000 of them volunteered to fight for the Nazis during World War II. So it's not a surprise to me that when you run into a Ukrainian, you might inadvertently run into a Nazi. Let's go ahead and run clip three, see what Trudeau said. Obviously, it's extremely upsetting that this happened. Uh, The speaker has uh, acknowledged his mistake uh, and has apologized. Uh, But this is something that is deeply embarrassing to the Parliament of Canada and, by extension, to all Canadians. 
I think particularly of Jewish MPs and all members of the Jewish community across the country who are uh, celebrating Yom or commemorating Yom Kippur today. Uh, I think it's going to be really important that all of us push back against Russian propaganda, Russian disinformation, and continue our steadfast and unequivocal support for Ukraine uh, as uh, we did last week with announcing uh, further measures to stand with Ukraine in uh, Russia's illegal war against it. Owen did an awesome job of pointing out some of the details of this video that I hadn't noticed that were very easy to overlook, especially with the body language going on as the speaker apparently realized that he was inadvertently celebrating or acknowledging a Nazi. Let's go ahead and run clip six of Owen. Zelensky honor 98-year-old veteran who fought alongside Nazis in SS division. All right, we're beyond the pale, total twilight zone. Ezra Levant, your response. So he lives his whole life in Canada. He's 98. There aren't many of these guys left. And then suddenly he gets a phone call from Trudeau's office saying, come on down to Parliament, you're actually a hero. I mean, he's got to be thinking Adolf Hitler would be so proud of me now. And not a single journalist and not a single politician and not a single person in the establishment said, what? If this guy was fighting against the Russians in 43, 44, 45... What side was he on? First of all, you have the speaker there who I think he kind of realizes it. If you watch his face, his his eyes perk up and his head goes back. He's like, wait, he fought the Russians? He's like, wait, he fought the Russians? Like, what am I? Wait, is, is this guy the Nazi? And then the and then the video where he's like wiping his brow with the sweat. It's like it's like all the stress that he's he's lived under being a Nazi for 70 years, all the stress is now wiped away. If you're still wondering whether or not the Ukrainians were heavily Nazi, I pulled up this article from the Inquirer, Elkins Park Nazi Monument Denounced by National Jewish Organization. You can see there's the uh, Iron Cross here. This is the memorial to the 14th Waffen Grenadier Division of the SS, which is located in a Ukrainian Catholic cemetery next to an elementary school in Elkins Park. I believe Elkins Park is in Philadelphia. So a national Jewish advocacy organization is calling for the removal of a monument to Nazi collaborators in Montgomery County just outside of Philadelphia that until recently went largely unnoticed for decades. So I believe that this cemetery was constructed in the 90s, and this is in the United States, folks. I mean, you've got the Iron Cross right here, 43 to 45. It's explicitly Nazi with the Ukrainian symbol right here in the middle of it. This is just like a hybrid of Nazism and Ukraine nationalism. So the large stone cross, which was the subject of an Inquirer article published Sunday, was erected about 30 years ago at St. Mary's Ukrainian Catholic Cemetery in Elkins Park in honor of the 14th Waffen Grenadier Division of the Schutzstaffel. The Nazi military branch often referred to simply as the SS. The unit, known also as the 1st Galician, or SS Galitsyn, was formed in '43. It was composed of volunteers and conscripts from Nazi-occupied Ukraine who fought for Germany during World War II. Volunteers, folks. Some of the Ukrainian diaspora view those soldiers not as Nazi collaborators, but freedom fighters who wanted to establish Ukrainian independence by battling the Soviet Union. Jewish groups and many historians don't see it that way. So I understand why somebody who's living under communist rule, especially in the breadbasket of Europe that is and was and has been Ukraine, I understand why people stood up and joined the Nazis and fought against the Russians in World War II because they were literally being starved to death by 
communism. Their food was being stolen from them. If you read Michael Malice's new book, he goes into detail about how if farmers in the Ukrainian region were caught with their food or if even their children did not look like they were malnourished, on suspicion alone, people were massacred. So I understand why anybody, regardless of how evil they could possibly be, was a better alternative than literally starving to death under communist rule. And I understand why people may have joined. But why is it that you're celebrating at award ceremonies these people? Why is it that you're throwing up a Nazi symbol in a cemetery as if you're proud of it, second of all? And third of all, why is it that no one on the left can admit that There are Nazi sympathizers all over Ukraine. I understand not every Ukrainian is a Nazi. I understand not every Ukrainian is a Nazi sympathizer. But to say that none of them are is outrageous. And to say that not a significant portion of them are is also outrageous. And it's not just the fact that some of their symbols kind of look like they may be Nazi-esque or the fact that some of their salutes look kind of Nazi-esque. This isn't just some sort of aesthetics argument where we're like, oh, they're branding themselves like Nazis. No, these people are actually celebrating Nazism, and they look back on it as sort of a first nationalist statement of Ukrainian independence, independence from the Russian communists, the Soviet Union. And so we're not dealing with a situation in which people you know, happen to be Nazis 50 years ago because they were forced to. We're dealing with a situation in which people are proud that their ancestors fought for the Nazis and they seek to revitalize that sentiment once again. The most powerful InfoWars life formula yet. DNA Force Plus is now back in stock for 25% off while supplies last. This elite formula contains the most cutting-edge enzymes, potent antioxidants, and traditional naturally occurring ingredients to protect the vitality of your very DNA. The powerhouse ingredients in DNA Force Plus include PQQ, CoQ10, organic reishi mushroom, astrologus root, rhodiola root, and an array of even more incredible antioxidants and extracts carefully chosen to help support healthy heart function while promoting energy production down to the cellular level. Provide your cells and DNA with the protection they need and try a bottle of DNA Force Plus today for 25% off or for an additional 10% off grab the combo pack with DNA Force Plus and Body's Whole Support. These offers and so much more are only available at InfoWarsStore.com I have been in a 28 year marathon battle with a globalist. I have come from nowhere to the very heights of politics, not just in America, but in the world. We are engaging the globalist at point blank range in the information war, but I don't deserve the credit. Yes, I've persevered, but the listeners and viewers who support InfoWars are the real reason we've had the success. We're having now the greatest victories in the fight against the new world order we've ever had. We are now entering the final mile of the marathon. And that's why today it's more important than ever to realize how important you've been in this fight and to continue in the efforts you've been carrying out and to intensify them. God bless you all. I salute you. I thank you. And I beg you to intensify what you're doing now because we are over the target and history is happening. The fight is my fight. It's your fight. It's our fight. God bless you all. 
listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. I'm Chase Geyser filling in for the great Harrison Smith, who will be on The War Room this afternoon. Just had a great guest, Dinesh D'Souza, on. And I believe we have Alex Stein coming on at the end of the show this morning as well. Really looking forward to that conversation. So much going on. Like I said at the beginning of the show today, it is hard for me to know even where to begin. But since we're on a Ukrainian Nazi kick, why don't we just transition into money laundering? So busted, awesome reporting by our very own Steve Watson on Infowars.com. Adam Schiff funneled millions to defense contractors after taking donations. So, while Representative Adam Schiff, Democrat from California, campaigns for a Senate seat on a platform of earmarks for local causes, the 12-term congressman has been busted steering millions in taxpayer dollars to for-profit defense contractors. In two particularly egregious cases, Schiff channeled millions in funding to Smith's Detection and Phasebridge Incorporated, two defense companies within his district, with $6 million steered to Smith's detection and $3 million to Phasebridge. Both moves would have been barred under reforms adopted in 2010. This financial maneuvering coincided with Schiff receiving $8,500 in contributions from PMA Group, PAC, and two family members of Paul Magliocchetti, founder and owner of the lobbying firm retained by both defense companies. Interestingly enough, in 2011, Paul Magliocchetti was sentenced to 27 months in prison for making illegal campaign contributions. And there's an awesome chart here showing the earmarks and the amount donated to the Schiff campaign. So $9 million went to Smith's detection. $8,500 went to Schiff. $1 million went to Eureka Aerospace. $34,550 went to Schiff. $1 million went to Tanner Research. 15,800 went to Schiff. 800,000 went to Orbitz Lightwave Incorporated. 3,700 to Schiff and half a million, just under half a million to Super Protonic and 1,500 to Schiff. This article goes on to detail some other sort of conflict of interest donations happening between Schiff and contractors and how he's leveraging his power as a politician to give money to those who kick back. 10% for the big guy, right? So that all in the context of the fact that the first U.S. Abrams tanks arrive in Ukraine as officials admit they risk being destroyed. But it doesn't matter if the tanks are destroyed because the contractors that build, assemble, and ship and train the forces on how to use these tanks make a ton of money. So even if Ukraine loses all of these tanks in the first seven days of their utilization – Our contractors still stand to make a tremendous amount of money. And, of course, our contractors kick that money back to the politicians either via donations to their campaign contributions or because our politicians are invested in those contractors who are publicly traded. So Ukrainian President Volodymyr Zelensky has confirmed reception of the first delivery of U.S. Abrams battle tanks after President Biden last week made it clear they would finally arrive within days of his meeting with Zelensky at the White House. And I'm not even sure that the Ukrainians know how to use the tanks. I'm not sure that it even matters. But what do we care whether or not they know how to use them? What do we care whether or not they're going to help? Because we are making a ton of money, loaning the money to the Ukrainians so they can buy the tanks off of us and then pay us back the loan on interest. It's a double dip. Moreover, there's a new report. Another great 
piece of reporting by our very own Steve Watson that U.S. taxpayers are subsidizing small businesses in Ukraine, including designer knitwear. So not only are we aiding the Ukrainians in terms of our military contributions and aid to them, but we are also subsidizing and funding their small businesses. I know that the Clinton Foundation has recently rekindled its flames and is beginning a campaign on rebuilding Ukraine. And I don't even understand how the Clintons can start the foundation up again after they shut it down and claim that they are going to be in the process of rebuilding Ukraine, given the fact that the war in Ukraine isn't over. Like typically you don't rebuild something while it's still being destroyed. So this just screams money laundering to me. This just screams kickbacks and foreign aid and wasted millions upon millions of dollars as an excuse to get the kickback to the Clintons and the political class in the United States. I mean, what could they possibly do to rebuild Ukraine when Ukraine is still in the middle of being invaded and virtually all of its cities that have been destroyed are occupied by the enemy? You've probably heard that Poland has sort of withdrawn its support for Ukraine, which I find very interesting given the fact that for a long time, the left continuously argued that if we allow Russia to take Ukraine without resistance, then they will invade Poland. But Poland doesn't really seem to feel that way. So Polish Prime Minister – I can't even begin to pronounce this guy's name – but the Polish Prime Minister has warned Ukrainian President Vladimir Zelensky not to slander Poland on the world stage as Kiev and Warsaw continue to feud over grain exports. I want to tell President Zelensky never to insult Poles again, as he did recently during his speech at the U.N., Prime Minister told a crowd at a rally in the city of Swidnik on Friday. The Polish people will never allow this to happen, and defending the good name of Poland is not only my duty and honor, but also the most important task of the Polish government, the Prime Minister said. He stressed that Warsaw would stand up for its interests in the current geopolitical context. And I think it's very interesting that Ukraine is beginning to lash out at those who have incessantly helped them for the duration of this war, it seems that they are increasingly desperate. They're cert- certainly acting increasingly desperate, and they are beginning to act like sort of a drowning person, desperately clutching on to anything that can keep them above water, of course, at the risk of all those around them who they seem to be pulling down with them. Meanwhile, while Ukraine loses its war, U.S. soldiers are treated worse than garbage while White House keeps throwing money at Ukraine. A team of inspectors from the U.S. Government Accountability Office, the GAO, has investigated 12 unspecified military installations in the United States and interviewed U.S. military personnel about the conditions they have to live in. In a 118-page produced report as a result of this inspection the gao investigators have concluded that the pentagon failed to provide the oversight necessary to rectify the issues that they've uncovered so our military is continuing to be crippled by this woke agenda this desire to be politically correct instead of victorious i think the last time we won a war was 1945 i wouldn't be surprised If I live through the 100th anniversary of the last victory, despite the fact that we've basically been at war for the entirety of the time (laughs) 
Since 1945, we don't ever seem to win. We seem to be weakening our own military. We don't take care of our veterans. We don't take care of our own soldiers. And we pump millions upon millions of dollars into the interests of foreign so-called allies with Nazi sentiments, all while disregarding our own needs of our own soldiers and our own defense because our politicians are only concerned with kickback. It's really just embarrassing. I can't believe it. I can't even believe it. Frankly, I don't understand why we can't charge the Biden administration with the trading with the enemy act. Because I'm pretty sure that in 1945, if you were doing business with the Nazis, that was a criminal offense. Didn't they shut down uh, Prescott Bush's bank that he was the, uh, on the board of because they were uh, doing business with the Nazis? It's like, how come the, the Bidens get to do business with the Nazis? I guess, are we not formally enemies of the Nazis anymore since the war is over? I would think that that whole entire party would be sort of an enemy of the people or an enemy of the state. Moreover, I want to buy one. Trump poses with custom Trump 45 Glock at Palmetto State Armory. This is a great video of him purchasing a Glock. And it's good to see a president that actually believes in the Second Amendment or at least purports to. Finally, we're seeing a politician actually buy a firearm for an American instead of for a Ukrainian. That is a relief. More great news to cover in the next segment. I'm going to go ahead and do a plug right now because we are coming up on a break in about a minute and a half. Mention it in the last segment. InfoWars Life Trifecta Pack is back. You can boost your whole body health with our latest combo pack. Unleash your full potential with the InfoWars Life Trifecta Pack, which is 40% off when you buy all three of these great products. That is Real Red Pill Plus, Bodies, DNA Force Plus or 25% off each of these products individually. But we recommend getting the trifecta pack, not only so that you can save with 40% off discount, but because these products are designed to work well and reinforce each other. So Real Red Pill Plus, together with the energy-boosting combination and Pregnenolone, supports optimal cognitive function and heart health, while Body Ease is the perfect answer to whole body inflammation support in one easy supplement. And finally, DNA Force Plus is the most powerful InfoWars life formula yet with advanced nutraceuticals to help support graceful aging and antioxidants to combat free radicals. I don't know if you guys have taken an AP Bio course in a while, but free radicals are something to be taken care of. And DNA Force Plus is a supplement to help you with that. I highly recommend that you check out any of our supplements. I use Brain Force Plus every single day. I love to use Turbo Force Plus whenever I can get my hands on it. I believe we are sold out because it is such a great product. But stick with us, folks. We'll be back right after this break. And make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com. Naturally sourced from the finest hemp plants in America, Rebel Zen offers the absolute finest quality CBD available and at the lowest prices. Extracted using a cold-pressed technique to retain the molecular integrity of the cannabinoids and terpenes within the plant, this full-spectrum formula ensures that your nervous system gets the full benefits of CBD. Premium quality organic CBD, like Rebel Zen, has been shown to naturally reduce anxiety, relieve pain, and decrease inflammation. People have reported a reduction in symptoms of insomnia, arthritis, seizures, chronic pain, and epilepsy. Several studies have shown it helps to reduce cortisol, increase serotonin, and boost vitality. Order yours today at InfoWarsStore.com. 
listening to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser. Crazy, crazy news going on. Peacefire, very own Adon Salazar. Trump vows to probe enemy of the people NBC parent Comcast for country-threatening treason if re-elected. So according to the former president, the networks have proven themselves to be one big campaign contribution to the radical left Democrat Party with their coverage of fake news like the fully debunked Russia collusion hoax. So I don't know if this is treason or not. You know, freedom of the press is pretty extensive unless you work for InfoWars. But it definitely should be counted as a campaign contribution because all of the lying that the deep state backed mainstream media has done since 2016 frankly it's been going on for 50 years it's just become radically apparent all of the lying that they've done for the left should count as a contribution in kind like the fact that our leftist politicians get away with not reporting the lies that the mainstream media tells on their behalf in their campaign finance reports that they have to submit during their campaigns just boggles my mind i want to go ahead and show clip five of leftists freaking out about some of trump's plans for the future of the government and what that's going to look like would entail what do you make of the fact that it does seem to me that the country and in many cases the media seems numb to it i think there's no question that the country and the media is numb to it the threshold in this moment is very simple Everything that Donald Trump says should be taken literally and seriously. What he did today was threaten the employees, the journalists at NBC News. What he said more broadly is he's going to shut down the free media in the United States. What he announced today as a candidate for president in 2023 is he's coming after the American media. He's coming after his political opponents. Why is he running for president? He's running for retribution. Retribution, according to Donald Trump, is a philosophy of avenging anybody who was against him. So we are on the edge of an abyss in this country. And it seems that there is a paralysis, a numbness, a total disregard for the clear and present threat. There is something extraordinary happening. The people who are trying to tear down democracy in the country keep telling the rest of the country what it is they plan to do to such a degree that they have announced their plans six months into 2025 to have taken apart the whole of the federal government. Now, since FDR's time in office, the legislative metric in the United States has been 100 days, not six months. This is a racist code whistle to every white supremacist in the country because it's how long it took Adolf Hitler to take Weimar Germany to a complete and total dictatorship. That included, by the way, the military swearing an oath of allegiance, not to the nation, but to the Fuhrer. And the military was the institution amongst many in Germany that were the last holdouts to this. But once he was in power, they were the first 
to submit. And what Donald Trump is signaling to the officer corps of the American military, you get in line behind me, the leader, not the idea, not the Constitution, or I'm coming for you, too. This is an epically dangerous moment. Well, and and to make that even more. (sighs) I'm going to get more into that clip in the next segment. There's only 29 seconds left of this segment. There are so many things wrong with what that jerk said. On so many different levels. I'm sure that you picked up on it. But we're going to hammer it down in the next segment. Make sure you stick with us over the break. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com. And don't forget to visit InfoWars.com forward slash show and share the link today. The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch live right now at band.video. Welcome back to the American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser filling in for the great Harrison Smith this morning. Harrison will be on the War Room today hosting. Make sure you check that out. Make sure you stay tuned. Infowars.com forward slash show all day, every day. So we watched a clip in the last segment of just leftists complaining about Trump and the GOP and having a six-month plan that goes into 2025, and there's so many things wrong with what that guy said. So first of all, they raise the issue that the GOP and Trump is a threat to our democracy. Even though we're not a democracy and advocating for democracy is to advocate for a different form of government than our current form of government, which... One could argue is itself treason. The word democracy is not mentioned once in our Constitution. This is not a democracy. It's a constitutional republic because just because the majority of people may want to vote against my individual rights does not give them the right or the power to. That's rule of the mob. That's democracy. That's the first problem. The second problem is the guy's advocating FDR implicitly. So he's like, oh, FDR established the precedent that presidents of the United States have a 100-day plan, right? They have goals for the first 100 days that they're in office, not six months. Even though FDR basically turned our country into a socialism and actually stole all of our gold. I don't know if you know this or not, but during FDR's presidency, during the Great Depression, It was illegal to privately own any gold except, I believe, heirlooms or your wedding ring. Everything else had to be turned over to the government. It was illegal to harbor, hide, or hold on to your own gold. That's how bad things were, and that's what the government did. They came in and they confiscated all of your real money because the paper money was worthless and the treasury was basically empty. So I don't know why anybody advocates FDR. I think he's one of the most highly overrated presidents in the history of the United States. He could put together a sentence, though. So it does put him ahead of Joe Biden in terms of ranking. The next thing is he's saying that having a six-month plan is like a dog whistle to the Nazis because that's how long it took the Nazis to establish a dictatorship in 33 is such a stretch I can't even believe it. I mean, I'm surprised that that guy isn't like a hot yoga instructor because his stretching is some of the most impressive stretching that I've ever seen in my entire life. They're saying that the GOP and that the Trump administration is dog whistling to white supremacists and Nazis because they have a six-month plan 
when we are literally funding billions of dollars to actual Nazis in Ukraine. We are literally in a position where we have cemeteries in Philadelphia that have Nazi paraphernalia symbols on statues, all in the context of the fact that our founding fathers have been torn down in virtually like every major city, right? That was a huge thing during the George Floyd protests. They were happy to tear down statues of George Washington, happy to tear down statues of Christopher Columbus, happy to tear down statues of Thomas Jefferson, but nobody said a word about the the Iron Cross in the cemetery in Philadelphia, the city of brotherly love. And that's a leftist city. Like, I would have thought that that would have been the first thing that those who are anti-fascists, the Antifa crowd, would have wanted to tear down, would have been the Nazi cemetery that's literally been sitting in Philadelphia since the 90s. So they're funding Nazis in Ukraine. We've got Nazi cemeteries in the United States. And they're advocating that Trump not even be allowed to be on the ballot. So on the one hand, they say that the GOP and Trump is the greatest threat to our democracy. We're aren't even a democracy, but what is more anti-democratic than advocating for a candidate for the president, especially the most popular candidate for president, to not even be allowed to be on the ballot because you're concerned that most people actually want to vote for him? That's the definition of anti-democratic. Oh, man, if if we let him on the ballot, he might actually win because most people might actually want him. So we got to take him off the ballot to save our democracy. It's funny that, you know, he was a threat to democracy for the first four years he was in presidency. And or he, first for his first term, yeah. and yet we're still here. Yeah. Well, I wonder if it's even legal for us to vote for him again, given that you can't serve three terms as president. <laughs> so you've got the ballot issue. Then you've got the fact that we've got political prisoners serving over 20 years in some instances in prison because they got carried away at a protest at the Capitol over a very highly questionable election result. And they were just protesting, entering the people's house. And they're being locked up for decades simply because they are the political opposition. They're trying to put Donald Trump in prison. I mean, they're minding the velvet ropes. This is like one of the most famous clips ever from the January 6th event. So they're funding Nazis overseas. They're burying them and putting up their statues here. In Canada, they are giving them standing ovations in parliament. They're trying to take candidates off the ballot. And they are trying to put people in prison who support that candidate because they support that candidate. But we are the ones that are a threat to democracy. This is the biggest joke ever. Anyway, Ted Cruz, the odds are very significant that Michelle Obama will replace Biden. The GOP Senator Ted Cruz has speculated that Joe Biden will not be chosen as the Democratic nominee for 2024 and that the distinction will go to none other than Michelle Obama in a last minute Democratic National Convention decision. Let's go ahead and run clip four. If it's just the kingmaker saying, nope, we pick you, whoever doesn't get picked, everyone else is pissed. So here's the scenario that I think is perhaps most likely and most dangerous. In August of 2024, the Democrat kingmakers jettison Joe Biden and parachute in Michelle Obama. And I want you to pause and reflect on that. Oh, I'm pausing and I'm reflecting as we said, and so is everybody else listening right now. I view this as a very serious danger. I'm smiling right now because it terrifies me and I also could totally see this happening. So Michelle Obama, number one, you don't infuriate African-American women, which is a critical part of the constituency that Democrats are relying on to win. But number two, you avoid the problem. If you pick from any of the four, 
The other three are pissed because they're all, to some extent, peers, they're rivals, they're all jabbing knives at each other. Michelle Obama, because she was first lady, has the ability to kind of parachute in above all four and say, hey, we're not picking among any of you. You guys can all fight it out next time. You're all going to be on the same level. We're coming. This is the Obamas saving the day. And I think in terms of a solution that unifies Democrats, there ain't nothing like that. I also think Michelle is not all that eager to run for president, but to parachute in in August of 24, a couple of months before the presidency, and suddenly wake up and be president? Not a bad, not a bad gig. It's not a bad gig at all. Now, would she do it? I don't know. I, I, I've, I've met Michelle, but I don't know her personally in any meaningful way. I don't know if she would do it. I do think Barack Obama is already running the Biden administration. I think he is already the puppet master behind this Biden White House. I don't think Joe Biden is the decision maker. And so when I see the media turning on Joe Biden right now, I think the odds of Michelle Obama parachuting in in August of 2024 have risen dramatically. And that ought to scare the hell out of anyone who who is unhappy about the direction this country is going and doesn't want us to go even crazier in an even worse direction. I like Owen's theory that the left is using McCarthy to impeach Biden so they don't have to publicly go against the incumbent. And that would be a shocking and terrifying development if Michelle Obama were to become the candidate. But I believe people have the right to vote for who they want for the president, which is why if she gets on the ballot, great, but I want my guy to be on the ballot too. Tucker recently said that a U.S. government that the U.S. government stopped me from interviewing Putin. Dan Lyman reports this on Infowars.com. Former Fox News host Tucker Carlson has alleged that unnamed figures in Washington obstructed his attempts to interview Russian President Vladimir Putin. There are some details where recently Tucker discussed this in an interview that he did with a Swiss publication. I believe that the full story on this actually does exist with Tucker's interview on the Full Send podcast from months ago. Uh, he was still working at Fox when he did that interview. He was famous in that interview for uh, putting a, a dip in, putting nicotine in his mouth like that came out. Anyway, more details on that in the next segment. Stick with us, folks. We'll be back after this break. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com. A lot of people have asked me, why is InfoWarsStore at InfoWarsLife not had a probiotic for more than three years? And the answer is simple. We only bring you the highest quality to lowest prices. We had a top maker, top certified of probiotics for more than seven years. They got bought by a libtard company and said, we're not doing business with you, Mr. Jones, anymore. Finally, we got a probiotic just as good or better with a top lab that loves our show. We're able to private label it under InfoWars MD as our probiotic formula. So you can get a super high quality probiotic for amazing gut health and more at InfoWarsStore.com for 25% off right now. Now, wherever you get your probiotics, it's something everybody should be doing. But I'm asking you to try our probiotic. I think you're going to have an amazing effect and it funds our entire operation. So get your InfoWars MD probiotic today at InfoWarsStore.com. It's a high quality formula and it keeps us on the air. Take action now at InfoWarsStore.com. Our world is so full of hype. We are force-fed dehumanizing propaganda by the corporate media. 
by the controlled churches and the universities. Why is this the case? Because we innately, by God, have been given the keys to our own minds, our own psyches, our own souls. And by connecting to God, we can empower ourselves and transcend the, quote, fallen or sinful state. So the chemicals that we ingest and, and all the things that we try to bring into our bodies to, to, to change who we are are only lowering us. They're only making us more depressed. In the end, they're only making us less fulfilled. It is only by going within and really making that connection to God that we can truly empower ourselves. That's why the globalists bombard us with toxins and chemicals to block us getting the normal vitamins and minerals and trace elements our bodies need to be healthy and to be able to basically reach out beyond the third dimension. And that's where the incredible products come in at InfoWarsStore.com. You're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to The American Journal. I am Chase Geyser filling in for the great Harrison Smith this morning as he will be hosting The War Room this afternoon. I am going to be taking calls for about an hour before we have Alex Stein on. I'm not going to give the number out yet because I want to give the crew a chance to get everything set up to take calls. But in the last segment, we were talking about Tucker coming out, saying that the U.S. government stopped him from interviewing Putin. Great article by Dan Lyman on Infowars.com. And this isn't the first time that this has come up. And it's just so funny that these sorts of things are happening. We're going to get into more stories like this of the left acting like fascists and Nazis all the while calling us enemies of democracy. Let's go ahead and cue up clip 08 of Tucker talking about his experience with the government trying to prevent his interview of Putin. Um, I'm not hiding anything, but I was definitely hiding my plan to go interview Putin just because it's an interview. So, no so how did that happen? Business. How, did, how do you know the NSA broke into your signal? Because well, they admitted it. Really? Oh, yeah. Like, Can you tell us about that? Like, how did you find out? I got a call from somebody in Washington who's who would know just trust me who uh so i i went up there for another reason but this person said you know are you going to come to washington anytime soon this was a year and a half ago and i was like yeah actually i'm gonna be up in a week meet me sunday morning so weird like who does that just text me you know what i mean just text me no so i go and this person's like and this is someone who would know um are you planning a trip to go see putin this was the summer before the war started. And I was like, how would you know that? I haven't told anybody. I mean, anybody, not my brother, not my wife, nobody. And just because, you know, it's one of a million things you're working on. And, but that was one of them. I want to go interview. Why wouldn't I want to interview Putin? Of course. I want to interview G. I want to interview everybody, right? Yeah. That's kind of my job. We want to get Kim Jong-un on well, here Of one course, day. of course. We met him. You did? Yep. Oh, we got to talk about that. Yeah. After, but Super interesting. But anyway. Holy shit. Um, how would you know that? Because NSA pulled your text with this other person you were texting. How did you know that? And so I immediately, I was intimidated. I'm embarrassed to admit, but I was. I was completely freaked out by it. I called a U.S. senator who I know, not that well, but it seems like a trustworthy worthy person. And I told him a story. I said, I just want to tell you this. And then I went on TV on Monday and I'm like, this happened. And so they had, you know, in Congress asked NSA and NSA is like, yes, we did this, but for good reason. What would be a good reason to read my, you know, what? But the head of NSA, it's fine. It gets, because everyone's in on it. Republicans and Democrats are all in on it. And by it, I mean 
the assumption there's no privacy whatsoever, that they have a right to know every concern. You yeah. no, by the way, if you have no privacy, you have no freedom. Freedom is predicated on privacy. It's like none of your business. You don't that, even think about that. Like they can just go through your phone and well, find well, everything. They did it to me, so I know that for a fact. And But again, if you have no privacy, you have no freedom. Yeah. How about this? It's none of your business. If that's not a good enough answer, then you are a slave. Just a good rule of thumb. If the government makes a technology, typically the government can break that technology. So whether it's encryption chats like Signal or the Tor browser, assume that you have no privacy. Be careful out there, folks, because they are coming after our journalists. I'm sure they didn't have a warrant for Tucker Carlson. I mean, what crime could they possibly be investigating him for that would justify their snooping on his signal chat? And they're putting us in prison. They're going to lock Owen up. They are trying to get our candidate off the ballot. They are taking all of our money by force via taxation and giving it to the exact same political persuasion that our ancestors fought and died against in World War II. And it's a full-fledged war against patriotic Americans. I don't even want to say right-wing because I know a lot of lefties that are patriots, I, not leftists because leftists are anti-American just inherently, but lefties. I know left-wing people who love this country – and if you're a left-wing person who loves this country and believes in things like the Bill of Rights, then you are a right-wing extremist as far as leftists are concerned. This new breaking news that an anonymous political commenta- commentator, Cat Turd, who I'm sure you guys follow, many of you guys follow him on Twitter, it's absolutely hysterical, the things that he posts, a great account, was swatted after being doxxed by leftists. So, quote, so I was just swatted during my podcast, Catcher wrote. The caller pretended to be me and told the cops I've stabbed someone, had a gun, and was going to kill myself. This is the result of being doxxed over and over by leftist outlets. You can imagine how dangerous this is. I'm okay, the pets are okay, and the local cops were fantastic. Thanks for your concern. I will continue to talk truth to power. I won't stop. Love you all. According to Human Events editor Jack Pasobic, Katzard has been mercilessly doxxed by corporate media in hopes that someone would do just this. There's no reason to dox someone other than the hope that that person you're doxing will be harassed by political opposition. Doxing is incredibly dangerous because it leads to things like random people, innocent people being swatted. And I don't know what the statistics are, but it is not a safe thing to be swatted. It is. It happened to Tim Pool a number of times. This is like a full-fledged sort of military-esque cops breaking into your, your residence or wherever you are, armed, armored, ready to roll. If you flinch the wrong way, you could feasibly get shot. I mean, this is incredibly dangerous. They're just hoping that the cops kill right-wingers. Uh, via this, but I did send some messages to uh, Catcher this morning, and he says that everything's okay. He's all booked up today. I think he's probably doing interviews, but this is exactly what the left wants. The left wants everyone on the right to be the subject of harassment, persecution, harassment by litigation, harassment by law enforcement. I got pulled over on the way here last night. I was on my way to the office last night at 10.30 p.m., and I got pulled over for the fourth time since I started working here 90 days ago, less than 90 days, 88 days ago. 
I, I can't believe I've talked about it on air since I've been home. Like, I get pulled over so much on the way here. I don't know if it's because I'm like right by the InfoWars office or something that I get pulled over. They always let me go with a warning, but it is just like incessant what they're trying to accomplish here. I do want to plug the great Ben Warren before we go to break. We've only got about a minute and a half left in this segment. I am not going to read this article because it is not the type of article that I could do the just I could do justice for uh, on air. It is something to be read. Ben Warren is a very brilliant young man. He's one of our writers. He does a great job. And he wrote an awesome article on the state against anonymity. And it is really a sophisticated article with really great intellectual exploration of the history of anonymity and the nature of the state. I highly recommend that you go to Infowars.com and read this article. I'm not going to read it to you, like I said, but this is really something special. Ben Warren's very talented, and I highly recommend that you check out this article. I wish that I could read it to you on air, but it's just something that is to be studied. So all you InfoWarriors out there, make sure you go to InfoWars.com and check out Ben Warren's article, The State Against Anonymity. We're going to go to break in about 30 seconds, so I do want to take this opportunity to plug the InfoWars Life Trifecta Pack. It is 40% off for these three great products. That's Bodies, The Real Red Pill Plus, and DNA Force Plus. Unleash your full potential with the InfoWars Life Trifecta Pack. I stand by all of the great products in the store because I use several of them regularly and they actually work. I physically feel a difference in my life every time that I use the products that we have in the store. So make sure you keep us on the air. Be part of the reason why we are going to win against the globalists. Visit InfoWarsStore.com. My fellow patriots, the Trafecta has not been in stock for years. Many of these products have been sold out for years, but we've not had all three of them at once together at InfoWarsStore.com for 40% off. This is your best opportunity at the lowest price to support the broadcast, but more importantly, experience DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, and Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. All three of these products are back in stock right now for a limited time at 40% off. It would take me an hour to tell you about what's in DNA Force Plus or Real Red Pill Plus or Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula. Go to InfoWarsStore.com, read about these products, find out why they're so game-changing, and get yours today. DNA Force Plus, Real Red Pill Plus, Body's Ultimate Turmeric Formula, all three back in stock. It's the trifecta sale, 40% off for a limited time at InfoWarsStore.com, and it keeps us on air. InfoWars.com is tomorrow's news today. You're tuned in to The American Journal with your host, Chase Geyser. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. I am Chase Geyser filling in for the great Harrison Smith, who is filling in for the great Owen Schroyer this afternoon. It is an honor and a pleasure to be with you, and I really want to be with you for the next hour before our great guest, Alex Stein, comes on. I want you to call in. 877-789-2539. That's 877-789-ALEX. 877-789-2539. Call in. Let me know what you think about everything that we've been covering. What do you guys think about Dinesh D'Souza? His new movie coming out next month. 
What do you think about the money laundering that's clearly going on with Ukraine? What do you think about the fact that Trudeau honored an enlisted Nazi? What do you think about the fact that Pennsylvania has a Nazi cemetery and that in lieu of tearing down those statues, the radical leftists endeavor to tear down statues of our great founding fathers? Again, that's 877-789-2539. In fun news by Kellen McBrain, driverless disarray. Autonomous vehicles cause massive traffic jam after Texas Longhorns football game. Viral footage out of Austin, Texas, shows the moment driverless cars created a huge traffic jam as crowds attending a University of Texas football game were heading home. You know, I have such mixed feelings about this sort of thing because I came of age in the tech boom. I graduated high school in 2010. All anybody could talk about when I was in college was the next great app that they were trying to develop. All the business students, all the entrepreneurship students were always getting together, trying to build their little apps. And everybody was creating new software, new tech. It was amazing what was happening as smartphones became lightning fast, sort of for the first time. And it seemed like the possibilities were endless. It reminds me of the speech that Morpheus gave when he explained to Neo what it felt like when AI first came on the scene. It was inspirational. The world celebrated. And I understand the entrepreneurial spirit. I'm an entrepreneur myself. I come from a family of entrepreneurs. And I come from a background of just respecting and reading about the great entrepreneurs of American history, including those like Steve Jobs. Loved the Walter Isaacson biography on him. I think he just wrote a biography on Elon Musk too. So when I think about driverless cars and when I think about autonomous vehicles, there's the one side of me that's like, wow, that technology is so amazing. Imagine if you could get in your car and do anything else but drive while it took you to your destination, while it takes you to your destination. And imagine how much better traffic would be if there wasn't a moron sitting stopped after the light turns from red to green ruining your opportunity to turn left because they just didn't get started soon enough. I mean, there's so many problems that could be solved with driverless or autonomous vehicles in terms of traffic efficiency, gas mileage, saving on, on, on gas expenses, safety, feasibly safety could actually be a huge measure because the technology will get to the point where it's safer than a human driver. I mean, our airplanes are already autopilot basically between landing and taking off it's all autopilot and then there's the other side of me that's like yeah these morons are going to sleep at the wheel these programs are going to throw them off the road as they get hashed out and the bugs get worked out and the government could very feasibly just take over your car lock the doors and drive you straight to the police station to arrest you. I mean, there are so many security vulnerabilities to depending on this that now I've sort of gone full circle and I just want a car that doesn't have any electronics at all. I want roll-up windows. I want a 1995 Ford Fiesta. <laughs> I want to get it wrapped in Trump's face, drive it around like a maniac. So I want to hear what you guys think. Make sure you call in 877-789-2539. Again, that's 877 877- 789-2539. And just so you guys know, I can't see any calls on the screen here. 
I don't know if any have come in yet. But crazy things going on. Meanwhile, while we defend Ukraine's border, our border gets invaded. I'm going to dive into these articles. Let's go ahead and run clip two. To our uh, our national security team and see what that process will and look like. The question about what's going on at the border is somebody asking the foreign nationals who are walking into Del Rio, Texas, and setting up camps on this side of the border for proof of vaccination or a negative COVID test. Well, first of all, I can re, re, I can readdress for you or re talk you through what that steps the, we that take. That is the policy for people who fly into the country. So if somebody walks into the country right across the river. Does somebody ask them to see their vaccination card? Well, let me explain to you again, Peter, how our process works. As individuals, as individuals come across the border, uh, and uh, they are uh, both assessed for whether they have uh, any symptoms. If they have symptoms, they are the intention is for them to be quarantined. That is our process. They're not intending to stay here for a lengthy period of time. I don't think it's the same thing. It's not the same thing. These are individuals, as we've noted and as we've been discussed, we are expelling individuals based on Title 42 specifically because of COVID, because we want to prevent a scenario where large numbers of people are gathering, posing a threat to the community and also to the migrants themselves. So those are the policies that we put in place um, in large part because, again, the CDC continues to recommend Title 42 be in place given we're facing a global pandemic. Well, there you have it, folks. And let's just hammer through these articles real quick, just headlines. That all in the context of Invaders claiming that uh, a Texas island with the Venezuelan flag as illegals continue storming the border. Next, border patrol agent bloodied and attacked by illegal with rat tattooed on his head, presumably because that illegal spent time in prison and probably was a rat. And so they forced tattooed it on his head. That's my guess. France is ravaged by migrant rapes as spate of sexual assaults targeting elderly women sweep the nation. This is what happens when you don't have borders. Border Patrol head says agency cannot protect U.S. because they are forced to process so many illegals. Biden administration orders American Airlines to reinstate contact tracing, all while, as you just saw in that clip, doing nothing to ensure that illegal migrants are vaccinated, which is fine with me because I hate the vaccine, but it is indicative of their hypocrisy. And the Biden regime is poised to allow Israelis to travel to the U.S. without visa, despite escalating humans, human rights abuses. So our borders are open, but Russia better get out of Ukraine as far as our leaders are concerned. Why is it that we spend more money, time, effort, energy, airwaves on protecting Ukraine's border when we fail time and time again to protect our own? I do want to take one call before we go to break. Let's go with Roe in West Virginia. Roe, what is on your mind today? Talk about the blackout of the Starlink and uh, go through kind of a timeline and put it all together and say, hey, looks like we've just entered the tribulation period as spoken of. So, yeah, yeah, absolutely. The thing is, yeah, back on Tuesday, the 12th of uh, this month, Ukraine uh, was not to get the Starlink connection to be useful for because Elon Musk said that he did not want to be part of starting World War III. Very next day, Wednesday the 13th, there was a blackout of it. Ro, I think I might have lost you. Are you still there? 
we'll have to reconnect with him later on. We do have just one minute left in this segment. So I want to take the opportunity to talk to you guys about the InfoWars Life Trifecta Pack. Make sure you guys check it out. It's 40% off for three great products, Bodies, DNA Force Plus, and The Real Red Pill Plus. These products are designed to work together and independently, but they do reinforce each other. So it's a great opportunity to get 40% off when you purchase all three. I believe that Bodies is close to being out of stock, so make sure you get it right now as soon as you can. And I was told, Matt, what was it that you said to me? during the last break about how if you do auto shipping we have a special supply ah yes if you uh, see a product that you like you love and you can't do without it go ahead and choose auto ship at uh, checkout we always leave a select uh, supply back for you put your name on it we don't even look at it we just ship it stick with us I'm a humble person and I want to say that I'm just a man but I'm not just a man Just like you, no matter what color you are, whether you're a man or a woman, you were made by the creator of the universe who had a plan for you, who has a destiny for you. That's why the system hates you and fears you. That's why they hate me. It's because the spirit I carry is one of justice and truth and courage and honor and will and love. My friends, the enemy's coming after me, not because I'm a loser, but because I'm a winner. They're coming after you, not because... You're a bad person because you're a good person, because you love God and God loves you. And so I signed up for this. I signed up for this fight. And I'm not a victim. I'm an overcomer. But I can't fight this fight without you. That's why I want you always to remember that I appreciate you and I thank you because InfoWars is your fight. InfoWars is your baby. It's the thing you built. We did this together. So God bless you all. Let's keep fighting. The most powerful InfoWars life formula yet. DNA Force Plus is now back in stock for 25% off while supplies last. This elite formula contains the most cutting-edge enzymes, potent antioxidants, and traditional naturally occurring ingredients to protect the vitality of your very DNA. The powerhouse ingredients in DNA Force Plus include QQQ, CoQ10, organic reishi mushroom, astrologus root, rhodiola root, and an array of even more incredible antioxidants and extracts carefully chosen to help support healthy heart function while promoting energy production down to the cellular level. Provide your cells and DNA with the protection they need and try a bottle of DNA Force Plus today for 25% off or for an additional 10% off grab the combo pack with DNA Force Plus and body soul support. These offers and so much more are only available at InfoWarsStore.com you're listening to The American Journal. Watch it live right now at band.video. Welcome back to The American Journal, folks. Make sure you call in 877-789-2539 because we will be taking calls for the next 45 minutes or so until our great guest, Alex Stein, comes on for the last 30 minutes of the show this morning. I'm Chase Geyser, filling in for the great Harrison Smith. So much to talk about. I'm going to take Simon from Florida. Simon, what's up, my brother? I'm sorry that I ghosted you on Twitter DMs. Hello there, Chase. Congratulations on your new post there. I myself have got a new post that I'm working with at Weaponized News. But overnight, there's a massive story that's come out from China. And this is part of a sequence of them. And it's leading up to a huge event that's going to occur 
in mid-October in China. They've put out a, a white paper, and it's called A Global Community of the Shared Future, China's Proposals and Actions. Now, I read this overnight. I read fast. It took me three hours to read. It's a really, really big document. But the key paragraph from it, and I'll just read it to you in a couple of sentences, sure. says, this, this is an era of promise and challenges. At yet another crossroads in human history, we have to choose between unity and division, between opening up and closing off, between cooperation and confrontation. With the overall interest of humanity at stake, this choice the wisdom of all countries. Now, this has to be seen in the context the Russian foreign minister um, last week on Saturday saying at the United Nations General Assembly that um, we are witnessing a new world order being born and the week before that Secretary Blinken at John Hopkins University School of Advanced International Studies saying that we are at the end of the post-Cold War era and the world is going into a new world order, the decisions of which will determine history for decades to come. So you've had America, Russia, and China not once but twice now make these statements saying that we are on the cusp of a new, new world order, not the new world order that President Bush Sr. announced in 1991. That apparently has had a 30-year lifespan. That's over, and they're now competing to try and get countries to sign up to one version or another. It's been announced officially there is no more neutrality. Neutrality as a concept is gone. It is pick a side, and it would appear that over 110 countries are going to pick the Chinese side in Beijing in three weeks' time, and there may be more added to that list, which is currently being held secret, that they've announced the number. We are truly, truly um, experiencing epoch-changing events. I appreciate you want to go to other callers. I will cover this for an hour on a special show called A Reality Checkpoint on weaponized news on Facebook, Twitter, and Rumble tonight after InfoWars ends at 7 p.m. Eastern District Time. It's a massive deal. It's not to be dismissed as communist propaganda or something. It's over half the world picking a side in three weeks' time. Now, it sounds like they're setting the stage to take Taiwan. Does, what are your thoughts on that? No, it's much bigger than that. It's, that but we're not talking about taking Taiwan. We're talking about taking 60% of the planet. Do you think China's going to physically take 60% of the planet, or they're just going to no, establish I alliances? No, 60% of the planet are essentially going to wear allegiance to China by embracing the Belt and Road Initiative, the Global Development Initiative, the Global Security Initiative, and the Global Civilization Initiative and say that this is the path for the future of humanity that they wish to pick, having been given two choices, an American one and a Sino-Russian one, and they're picking the Chinese one because it's 
less overbearing on paper than the American choice, which appears to require them to just exist as a vassal state like most of the countries in NATO. So this is beyond Ukraine, a hundred times beyond Taiwan, literally a hundred times in terms of population. We're not talking about 23 million people. We're talking about billions of people. Fascinating. Thank you so much for your call, Simon. I do appreciate it. Let's hear from Bart in Florida. Bart, what's on your mind this morning? Yeah, I want to talk about this money laundering operation in Ukraine. We all know what's going on, but you know what? Somebody hasn't talked about much. The equipment left in Afghanistan. I wouldn't be surprised if there's an endorsed check from the Taliban to the Biden administration. And this includes John Kerry, Nancy Pelosi, and all those other pigs. What do you think, Chase? Yeah, I think it's very interesting that our intelligence community knew that Ukraine was going to get invaded when we left Afghanistan. I believe it was the fall before Russia invaded Ukraine that we abruptly left Afghanistan. I believe that we left Afghanistan so abruptly in part because we wanted to be able to focus our support on Ukraine. And I think it's very bizarre that we left behind millions upon millions of dollars of military equipment in enemy territory for our enemies to salvage when we could have simply shipped it all to Ukraine. I mean, maybe it's against the rules since it wasn't technically a member of NATO. Maybe that would have been seen as an act of aggression. But if we knew that Ukraine was going to get invaded and we had millions upon millions of dollars of equipment in Iraq, or excuse me, Afghanistan, and we knew that we were going to give billions upon billions of dollars in aid to Ukraine, including things like Abrams tanks, weapons, training, countless dollars. Why is it that we didn't just take this stuff away from the enemies in Afghanistan and drop it off in Ukraine? Would have saved us tons of money, might have prevented a Russian invasion of Ukraine because they would have been much better armed at the, at the beginning of this conflict. It, it seems to me that the reason that we didn't do that is not because of incompetence, but because we wanted to make our pol- our political class wanted to make as much money as possible skimming and from the kickbacks with these military industrial complex contractors who have been making millions and billions of dollars off of this conflict. So yeah, I think that we did it on purpose. We decided to throw away the goods that we had so that we could uh, make Ukraine buy new stuff from us and we could make a ton of money. And it's really, really a shame. Thank you so much for the call. I do appreciate it. I want to hear next from Tony. Tony, what's on your mind? Um, so with the zombie apocalypse, um, well, I read a book a while ago. It was by Stephen King. It was called Cell, where uh, the uh, cell towers emit a, uh, like, um, oh, like a uh, signal or do the uh, alert thing. And anyway, that's when everyone, like, goes crazy and whatnot. So, oh, just kind of interesting when you look into this upcoming thing. But anyway, um, and then there is a portal, Q-O-R-T-A-L dot org, that, um, oh, is looking kind of promising for the... uh, next internet uh, to come basically it's decentralized and it's uh, it's 
Oh, it uses a uh, blockchain and whatnot. Oh, Mike Adams is covering that a bit, and oh, it's uh, oh, looks like oh, I haven't heard it much about it on Infowars, and I think uh, oh, that would be a good topic for you guys to oh get a guest on or something. And awesome. Going on. Well, thank you for sharing that. You know, I do agree with you, at least in part that. He mentioned zombie apocalypse. You, met, you mentioned signals from the cell towers. And I know there's all sorts of conspiracy theories around voice-to-skull technology and you know 5G and negative effects that these technologies can have on human health as well as the way that these technologies can be manipulated and used by a police state to control the population. And I think regardless of whether or not any of those conspiracy theories are true – one thing is true. We are already in a zombie apocalypse where a tremendous amount of the population is composed of NPCs, non-player characters. So many people are already in zombie states. I mean, all you got to do is drive for 15 minutes to see people that are completely oblivious. And the second thing is, regardless of whether or not these cell towers can actually emit any signal that can brainwash or manipulate behavior, the mainstream media is constantly broadcasting a signal, information, lies out to the populace that is completely manipulating their behavior. So metaphorically speaking, it's definitely true that we're in a zombie apocalypse and the cell towers are brainwashing our population. Stick with us, folks. We'll be back right after this break. Make sure you visit InfoWarsStore.com and don't forget to call in 877-789-2539. More calls for 30 minutes before we have Alex Stein on the show. satanic new world order is betting against humanity they're betting on our weakness they believe they can destabilize civilization and bring us down to the ashes of history but the trap they've laid for us will be their destruction not ours if we trust in god and if we are valiant and have courage to speak the truth and not comply and engage in civil disobedience and not join the masses who have decided that they are the scum of the earth, who have decided that they will join with this soulless corporate system. As for InfoWars, we are going to steadfastly continue to fight in the information war with our weapon, the truth, against the enemies of humanity. And we put our faith, and we put our trust, and we put our destiny in the hands of God. Because it's been said a trillion times, if God be with us, who can be against us? 